0: Look, podcast with myself, Steve Nussbaum and my good friend
1: South Stand Chum, the bearded legend, the Daddy O, Mister Paul Levy. Thank you very much indeed. Hello, everybody. Welcome back. This is episode number one six seven. And just before we crack on with uh, this week's episode, we must say again a very, very, very huge thank you to Danny Webb Absolutely. for coming in last week and giving up so much of his time. Um, and if you know, it's had a record listen. I think over eleven hundred people, or eleven hundred listens to that. Uh, to that show Uh, you'll hear the openness the honesty there's no um, BS with Danny he's very much uh, tells it how it is and uh, there's no hiding so um, thank you very much again Danny I'm not sure if you're listening but uh, we we really do appreciate it and as fans uh, of the club first and foremost it's uh, refreshing to hear uh, that as well but uh, consistent with the uh, with the way the club's being run at the moment. So very, very proud to have you uh, as part of our coaching team at our club. So if you haven't listened yet, episode 166 is very much available. It's on soundcloud.com forward slash... Orient-Outlook, it's also on iTunes and Spotify, it's on all your Android podcast apps, uh, go and check it out, um, if you are um, just want to get to Danny's bit, I think it's around the hour 20 mark, hour 18, so um, you can just fast forward if you don't want to hear us uh, rabbiting on. Um, just the one match to talk about this week, we've got a trust update, but as always, uh, Supporters Club is where we start. Yep, so a very short Supporters Club update this evening
0: as the Barrow game is in the process of being moved uh, by this club. And a bit of a sad update this week as the Supporters Club tweeted uh, the sad news that the original Starman vote collector, Sid Barrett, has passed away. So his family have asked the Supporters Club to let his O's friends know the funeral will be on Wednesday the 23rd of January starting at 3.15 at the City of London Cemetery and afterwards the reception will be in the Supporters Club. So hashtag RIP Sid and hashtag member123. And
1: a big condolences there uh, just his family yeah. and friends sad way to start the year so uh, rest in peace to you uh, Leighton Orient trust update short one this week we've got walking football sessions are back from the Chris, uh, you know having uh, come back from the Christmas break now so if you're over 50 and you're looking for a new sport in 2019 the Leighton Orient trust run two weekly sessions at the score center opposite the club on Oliver Road Thursdays are 11 till 12 for the over 50s and Fridays from 11 till 12. For the over 60s, the cost is £3 per session and just turn up and play. Players are also welcome to stay behind after the session for a cup of tea uh, and some biscuits as well. In 11 years, we are so there. Yeah. Obviously, we're poor yeah, year 10, Ten for me. <laughs> um, but yeah, let's not think like that. This week saw the start of the new Get Fit with Leighton Orient Trust. With the Can Hall Mosque. This is a 12 week program for over 50s who are looking to improve their fitness and lifestyle. So, that again, this week saw the start of the new Get Fit with uh, the Leighton Orient Trust uh, with the Can Hall Mosque. Um, so that's Canhall Road, I'm assuming. Uh, this is a 12-week programme uh, for over 50. So get in touch with the Trust um, to find out more information uh, about that. Yeah, lots of good ways there to lose that, those Christmas pounds, pounds yeah. that have been put on over the festive
0: period. Absolutely. Big thanks to Louise and Howard at the Trust for sending that update through. So moving on in to the week that was in on Monday, the 7th of January. Nothing to report. A very quiet day at the club. So Mm. again, we'll plug episode 166 that took the Orient community by storm with a huge amount of listeners. As Paul said, if you've not listened yet, go back straight after this
1: episode, turn it on and listen to Danny. Very passionate. Danny's Danny, isn't he? Yeah. So, a busy Tehuay Tuesday, as it turned yeah. out, the 8th of January. We weren't expecting much on Tuesday, but it turned out to be arguably the busiest day in a, in a while. So, it was eight years ago to the day that we beat Norwich City 1-0 away in the FA Cup third round, thanks to none other than a Jimmy Smith goal in the 20th minute. And I was there for that game, and that was a brilliant game. Amazing. and I thought, thought we were going to get smashed, but we didn't. And you weren't hashtag fuming. I wasn't hashtag few, <laughs> very good, very good, and well found, well well remembered, and well found that. Yeah. Um, to, to remind everybody, that was great because then next up was uh, a certain uh, North Woolwich side that relocated. So. Yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. gear for us. So yeah. Yeah. Good memories there, and then following that, a
0: behind closed doors, Ronnie took place against AFC Wimbledon at Brisbane Road, and the team lined up with Sam Sargent in goal. Followed by Miles Judd, Jaden Sweeney, George Eddie Covey, and Dan Happy. In defence, with the midfield made up of Alex Lawless, Georgian McGuire, Drew, Hector Kiprianu, uh, and the front three, I presume Matt Harold, James Allaby, and Raw Satoru. And a bit of an interesting uh, twist on this one as the club's Twitter feed for the first half of the game was taken over uh, by Josh Caroma. And James
1: Brophy, who had a selection uh, of very funny tweets. We picked out a few of the best ones, starting with... Yeah, in the third minute. Um, they noted that a Wimbledon, Wimbledon player falls down in the penalty box, in the Orient penalty box, but the ref waves play away. I, I looked at that because I'd missed a bit where they said that uh, Brophy and, uh, yeah. and Karoma had taken it over. And I'm like, surely someone in the media department hasn't just written that a Wimbledon player fell over. They followed this up in the fourth minute by saying, Juddy commits an early foul, similar to those of Charlie Lee. <laughs> so I think you
0: probably know where this is going if you've not already seen these tweets.
1: Yeah, in the 10th minute, Matt Harold flicks the ball onto absolutely
0: nobody, Wimbledon goal kick. 17th minute, they must have foreseen the future. As I said,
1: Juddy commits another foul. Yet to be booked. Yeah, and then probably my favourite uh, tweet of the whole uh, of the selection that we have. In the 23rd minute, Allaby whips in a great cross, but Harold, unfortunately, can't get the caravan off his back in time. Very brilliant, good, very good.
0: Absolutely brilliant. For me, they peaked in the 29th minute when they went on to say, George Lacoby
1: with the clearance. A new ball required. <laughs> He's put that well out the stadium, hasn't really. he? Yeah. And, and going. More than likely. But, in all seriousness, the O's took the lead in the 11th minute through Jordan Maguire-Drew, our uh, sponsored yeah. player, and went in 1-0 up at the break as the Dons ran out. Uh, eventual winners, though, with goals in the 48th and 72nd minute to leave with a 2-1 victory. Shane, yeah. having taken the lead?
0: Absolutely. For me, seems like a good run out of lots of squad players there, capable squad players as well, yeah. who you, know, you would throw in uh to the first team if required and it will no uh, it will do jmd no harm Absolutely. getting that goal in his yeah. first proper start even though you can say it's a reserve game but all goals are goals yeah a good start and he seems like a good lively player i'm sure we'll
1: talk about him a bit more Later in the episode. Exactly. Later in the day, the club announced that club sponsors Dream Team are providing free travel to Hartlepool on Saturday the 9th of February for all Orient fans on a first-come, first-served basis through the Supporters Club. So if you want to get on that, you need to get in touch with the uh, Supporters Club. Um, coaches are leaving at half-past seven, so book the trip by popping in, as usual, to the Supporters Club, or you can call the travel line on o double seven double two one three five nine seven. Oh. Yeah, so get yourselves in there a free trip to Hartlepool. Um be a great there. It will. Be really. You have cool. got to pay for travel, you just gotta pay for your, your food, drink and, and match ticket. Yeah, yeah,
0: absolutely. Uh next up then in the date for your diaries, George Sessions tweeted that Wording United have confirmed their London Senior Cup quarter final home tie against the O's will take place on Tuesday the twenty ninth of January to keep the date free and that's the quarterfinals of the London Senior Cup and a tie you look at and you go we should really yeah. be progressing into the semi-final there and you know we could be in the hunt at that time for hopefully three trophies still to play for so we could we be talking about a treble a treble party podcast hopefully could be from.
1: could be the club then announced that the upcoming FA Trophy second round match away at Wrexham was going to be live streamed to the international viewers for a bargain price of £6.99 and great British pence. <laughs> um, your views on that? Amazing. For the second time in a
0: week, those fans living abroad can watch a match stream live. That's probably better than most premiership clubs, again, at the moment. So, again, massive kudos to the guys at the club
1: who can make that happen. Mm. Well done to the guys at the FA for letting the club and stream the trophy yeah. the game.
0: Fantastic. Great
1: news. Yeah, I agree with you. Twice in a week now. Uh, live streaming seems to be really, really picking up. And I think the Salford test proved... Had proved how how um, successful it can be. Um and, and with obviously Wrexham being able to do it as well to appeal to their fans. So that's two two sides arguably with, with potentially good international following. Yeah, I think they um, said um, it
0: was twenty seven countries for Salford. Yeah. Which was great. Which is amazing, yeah. Considering you, you think Salford probably haven't like that many fans around them world watching, so the majority of that would be new fans Orient potentially
1: who have a side interest in the fact that it's the class of ninety two maybe? I don't know what the listening numbers exactly were, but to have 27 countries, yeah. that's, that's quite a lot of countries. And I guess
0: as the OS progress, we'll see, then probably, we presume the third round will also um, be streamed. So we will see. Absolutely. Uh, on that one. And finally, in the evening, there were two National League games as Wrexham were beaten 2-0 away at Bromley. So they stayed on 53 points, while Solihull beat Gateshead away 2-1. So, uh, Solihull now climbed to third in the National League on 54 points. And they've kind of snuck up now. They're just oh. three points behind us. Um, obviously, Wrexham now dropped to fourth. And there's just four points dividing the top four teams. So it's very, very tight um, at the top of the National League table. But we're still number one sport. We're still the team that teams have got to you know take over. So you can't ask any more than
1: to be top Mm. At this point in the season, that's exactly where we are. Yeah, absolutely. So moving on then, Wednesday the ninth of January, the club confirmed that Levi Lemeca has been recalled from his loan by Crystal Palace, and wish Levi well for the future. Yeah, got a view on that?
0: Never saw him. Not much else left to say. He played that reserve game against Barnet and scored a double. Never got in the squads. He goes back to Palace and probably rocks up at someone like Bromley and probably scores against us. Uh, Don't, say like of Don't say things like that. Don't say things like that or Maidstone. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You know it You know it So Thursday the 10th of January And some bad news announced As the club uh, revealed That Josh Coulson Will be out for several weeks With a
1: grade 3 tear Of the hamstring Yeah I googled that That's not very nice That's half or all Of the hamstring (sighs) Um, that's that's that he's got a problem with there. Gutted for Josh. Um he's formed a solid partnership with Marvin at the back and his consistency is one of the reasons we're at the top of the league. So it's a massive blow as far as I'm concerned for us. Not to say we haven't got other capable um players in the squad but, you know, Mr Consistent really.
0: Yeah, he'll be a big miss. He's performed yeah. well again uh, this season after being outstanding previous season. Yeah, he'll be a big miss. And at this point I noted it's a two-way battle between George and and Dan Happy for Josh's spot and a big call for Justin to make does he go the experience of Happy Uh, sorry the experience of Kobe or the youth of Happy Uh, but we will obviously won't come on to that much because later events
1: there's a slight change in his plans what would have happened anyway yeah have all changed so Mooney Friday then the 11th of January so after a day of bad news and actually had some good news as the club announced that head coach Justin Edinburgh has signed a new two-and-a-half-year contract with the O's running up until the 30th of June 2021. Justin said, it was an easy decision for me to sign this extension. There was no second thought. It was just when we can get it done and how long it can be for. I don't think I have been happier for many a year now, which is really nice to hear, but... What's your view on that? Yeah, great to hear that. A massive congrats uh,
0: to Justin, who's done a tremendous job. I think we all would agree in his time here so far. And he could go on to achieve so much more uh, in his time. He's relatively young, so I think he's 49. You know, youth on his side. Seems to be a perfect fit for the club. Um, Seems really happy. Fans obviously really take with him. And the news brings us the one thing that all fans have craved and used to be the key word in the podcast quite a few months ago that we always used to mention. Stability, stability. Stability, so you know, delighted, and
1: hopefully he can push us not only into the football league, but then look to get us out of league two into league one. Yeah, absolutely, I totally agree with you. It's great news to have Justin commit his future long term, and well done to Martin, Nigel, Kent, and anybody else that I've not mentioned that was involved in that uh, for agreeing this and uh, and getting it done. So uh, well done. It's good to have, like you say, that stability back and knowing that uh, although we haven't gone up yet and and reached our ultimate aim of getting in, of getting in the football league. We've absolutely taken massive strides to put ourselves in the best possible position to be able to do that. So yeah, it's like you said, post over. I think when he arrived, the club was in freefall
0: on the pitch. I think he said what last year? I think we lost nine calendar games, and he kind of when he went on his rant, um, yeah, he mentioned those stats. So he's definitely turned
1: around our fortunes and our. Um, you know the way we look at things now to be more positive rather than same old. I mean, there's always going to be blips and whatnot, but that's human performance. But you know, ultimately, I feel more confident going into games now than I've ever done.
0: Well this season! What you can't you can't do any better than be first in the league. We Correct. are and we are and have been for weeks. I have been for weeks since November the seventeenth, I believe. Good We've memory. been progressed into the FA Trophy, which is all we can ask for. Into the third round, that we will come on to shortly, and we're in the quarterfinals of the London Cup. Three competitions entered, still on all three. You, and can't, the league, yeah. how, you, you can't do any better. Yeah. So we will see yeah. um, where we end up in April. Cool. Moving on into Saturday the 12th of January in time for the main event as it was Wrexham away in the second round of the FA Trophy and the team lined up with Dean Brill in goal, pretty much as always. Mm-hmm. Back four Miles Jard, Judd, Marvin Ekpateta, Danny Happy and George Elie uh, Midfield of Jordan, Maguire, Drew, Charlie Lee, Alex Lawless and James Brophy. With Matt Howard and James Allaby up top, and on the bench we had Sam Sargent, Dal Gorman, Josh Caroma, Rossitario,
1: and young young Jaden Sweeney. But yeah, lots of changes for the starting eleven in this game compared to Salford last week. There's only Dean Brill, Marvin Pateta, Lee, and Brophy keep their starting places. Justin makes the most. Of his squad as Jordan Maguire Drew makes his full Orient debut. What's your view? Yeah, on that I team? mean, no surprises really. Not really. Not really. Good to see Justin
0: rotate the squad. And to be fair, I mean that starting eleven still very strong. Most of those players probably walk to most other national leagues yeah, starting lineup. Yeah, I would say. Uh, yeah, most national league clubs would wish for their starting eleven to be that. So very happy yeah. when I saw that a team who are more than capable of winning. Yes,
1: yeah. I agree. It's got everything, all the ingredients you'd need to win a game there. So for me, it was to be expected that he'd use these players who haven't really had much game time. Interesting that Bond isn't even uh, on the bench uh, there. But I think I heard Martin Ling in the commentary that he was doing um, that I think Bonn had um, injured his, his, himself oh. in training. Um, so he was sort of being Left being out. rested, yeah.
0: Okay, news to me, didn't know that one. Yeah. Obviously didn't listen to it. Uh, Steve forecast. said, good to see Judd
1: and Lawless starting, but looks like we are concentrating on the league. Yes, he did. And then Colin Herman said, very sensible squad rotation, resting key players and giving game time to those that need it. Clever kind of chap our Justin.
0: Yeah, it's followed by Orient Svinkda, who's just totally, yeah, him playing big Marvel alongside Happy, as that's what it will be for our next week. Chance to pair up and iron out any problems. I think this is a decent lineup. Even Harold, uh, I get
1: as we have two out and out wingers who can hopefully give him the service he needs. Should be competitive. Matt J Nash said close to spot on. Although personally, would have rested Liam Brophy as well. Would much rather be picking up three points on third on third round Saturday while Salford, Wrexham, and Solihull are playing in this competition. Yeah, good point. A gorillas nineteen
0: eighty five. I don't like the fact. That neither forward has any pace. We will be relying on the wingers
1: and subs to create any space today. But it's good to see Jordan Lawless get deserved starts though. Chris Cow too said, I think James and Matt up front could be a masterstroke with Jordan being able to supply the crosses. Pleased to see Miles and Alex getting a start too. Yeah, and the last week we got before the match kicked off was from ex-co-host Dirk Turk. Not ex-co-host, sometimes
0: guest of the pod. Dirk Turk, who said, result does not matter today. Rest the main lads. This eleven is more than capable of winning the game, although they don't score many. If we get in front, we
1: will sell through. So the match kicked off with both sides looking to progress into the third round of the FA Trophy, and this really wasn't a half for the football purists. So really, just a few things uh, to mention um, in this half. On the quarter-hour mark, Marvin Ekpeteja picked up a serious injury and had to be substituted. Jaden Sweeney came on. Sweeney, sorry, came on to replace him, which meant that George Ellicobi, who was was moved from uh, the left-back position that he was uh, occupying back to central defence alongside uh, Danny Happy and Jaden Sweeney went in at left-back. Massive,
0: massive loss, Marvin. Huge. We'll come on uh, a bit about Marvin after Justin's uh, post-match, but yeah. Marvin won the players of the season, if not the player of the season. And if it wasn't bad enough losing Josh, losing Marvin as well
1: uh, could Rugby, well, have a very detrimental effect. Yeah. You know when Marv goes down and stays down that there's a problem. Yeah. You know, and he wasn't getting up and he's not he's quite a tough cookie. So the fact that he wasn't getting up, like you could hear that you know, there was there was a serious problem there. Yeah. He's not one of these that rolls around and feigns injury. Yeah, in the
0: eighteenth minute, uh Rexham unlucky lucky not to take the lead. To Luke Summerfield got the ball, I'd say but at least thirty to thirty five yards out. At least looked up unchallenged, had an effort and you're like, mate, you you've got no chance from here Unleashed a very, very good shot. Kind of kept curling. Uh, I'm not sure Brill was beaten. He seemed quite slow to get down Brill for that one. Mm. Uh,
1: anyway, the shot hit the post. Went out to safety, but a bit of a let-off there. I'd say so. I'd say so. Great effort. Bit of a wake-up call for us, I think. He was you know, miles out, wasn't he? He was. Should he be allowed to shoot from there? Should he be closed down? Did we expect him to shoot? Maybe not. He just took a punt. But why would you take a punt from 35 yards out in the 18th? Minute? Yeah. You know what I mean? It's yeah. a bit... Maybe it gives you a bit of an insight into what their game plan is. You just take pot shots. Looked like a good player, though, from what I saw on the highlights. Like Luke Summerfield did mm. to run the midfield. For him, XO. So.
0: Oh, yeah, of course, yeah. Crazy. Crazy times. We responded with our own effort three minutes later. as JMD tried a shot from distance, but the rectum keeper comfortably tipped his effort over. I think that was a cross that he mishit and then he stole it as it was a shot and the keeper tipped over I've seen it a couple of times I think it looks like a cross to me but anyway keeper with a basic tip over the bar
1: I also like the fact that we've abbreviated his name to just JMD that's what we're calling him yeah JMD is our guide Stockton's effort for Wrexham was wide in the 24th minute again another pot sh- not a pot shot but another shot from distance uh, there Miles Jard picked up his fourth booking in seven games for a lunge after a poor touch in the 32nd minute and a tweet from the club that we've pinched uh in the thirty seventh minute uh, noted that George Ellicoby again heads away Jennings cross before Lee throws his body at the rebound to block the goal bound shot. Now I think with the club tweet they haven't really kind of uh
0: developed and won't. the story that Charlie Lee F- threw his body at it. Basically throws his, his body fairness. at it and it looks like he makes a save that a keeper would make because the ball smacks both his hands, uh, to me, and Lee goes down and for me that's a hundred percent penalty. We have gotten away with that one big time. And if we were Rexman supporters, we'd probably be sitting here fuming that we haven't been given a penalty and that's what changes the game for us. Um but you know, you get you win them and you lose them sometimes, like last week at Salford, we had a ref where everything went against us. This week I think <clears> we've been
1: very lucky yeah. uh, with penalties. So it's a great point, I think. Um as harsh as it is to say it's a penalty, and it was a you know, it was a penalty. I don't know if the, the referee looked at it that Charlie Lee didn't know anything about it hitting his arm. He's not put his arm out or raised it in an, in an, in an unnatural position in a sense that his arm was across his body. Yes, it hits his arm uh, and whatnot, but he wasn't looking at the ball. So I don't know whether the refs looked at it like that, that it wasn't like an intentional, oh, look, there's my hand and there's the ball. He's like like that and he's sort of looking away, diving away. So... That's the only reason why perhaps the referee did get it right. I think mean, nevertheless we were very very lucky very fortunate. to get away with that one. And point. you can debate that till the Absolutely. small hours of the morning whether or not it was or it wasn't, but Absolutely, at the end yeah. of the day the the main yeah. the, the main man that mattered didn't think it was a penalty. Brilliant. Brilliant for us and two additional minutes yeah. of time
0: were added. In the forty-six minute, JMD played a clever ball <laughs> into James Allaby. And to be fair to Allaby, he cleverly uh, cut the ball onto his left, sold his man the dummy, sent yeah. the man flying out so the way. Yeah, he was waiting for the shot. Uh, he got his shot as w- away. It was well saved by Dibble. Yeah. Um, comfortably saved by Dibble. Maybe Allaby had a bit more time than what he realised once he sold the dummy because he had another defender who he probably could have touched it past as well. Um, but he hit the target. so all he can
1: do. And the teams went in. 0-0 at halftime. They absolutely did. Attendance for this game was just 1,949 with 105 hardy souls that made the trip from East London up to North Wales there. So kudos to you all. So that's massive considering there was no supporters club coach. So yeah.
0: no one was getting it at a discounted rate. So everyone either had to drive it or get a national rail. So you're looking at quite a few quid there. So yeah, amazing. Kudos to those 105 supporters
1: who went up there absolutely agree with you yeah at some great expense as you say the second half kicked off no further subs for the O's yeah 48th minutes.
0: so Carrington for Wrexham capitalised on a slight second of hesitation from Dan Happy and his cross sailed over Dean Brill uh, and bizarrely it looked like it may hit the bar or well, both clubs Twitter accounts said it hit the bar I couldn't see it hit the bar on the highlights I saw from Wrexham ball came to Oswell who
1: kind of couldn't control it at the back post yeah he's trying to bizarre yeah it was a bit odd. A few more attacks from Wrexham over the next ten minutes, but sort of none really sort of hitting the target. Dean Brill not really being worked, which is great. Yeah, and in sixty first minute, James
0: Brophy drove into the penalty box and was judged to be brought down, and the referee instantly pointed to the spot.
1: Not sure if it is a penalty or not. The angle for the camera angle for me doesn't really tell me one way or the other. other people may be adamant. I've seen Brophy go down like that a few times he's quite light so he's going to get knocked about and you know if you're going to be a clumsy central defender and take the guy down then you're giving the referee the decision to make and often they'll they'll give it um give it in favour of the attacker so you know it's another one where we've had them go for us and against us this season so it's nice to be sitting here yeah saying it's gone for us yeah he goes down easy but you could say it's soft, but it gets given.
0: Yeah, I'm not going to see him and complain about it. So up stepped Matty Harold, <clears throat> and he stepped up confidently. He sends the keeper the wrong way to put us one up in what has been a tight game so far. A few clear cut chances
1: as we looked to progress to the third round. Yeah, absolutely. A um, penalty for you? For me, yeah, absolutely. He sends the guy the wrong way. Um, had no doubt. Looked confident as he stepped up. Yeah, I
0: I I agree with that. Yeah. Yeah. Done well yeah. there. Yeah, agree with you. A massive thank you leave to Barry Twin for his penalty video. Uh, Very good from man. the away. Uh-huh. So a massive thank you to Barry. And not much really to talk about now until the seventy-fourth minute. As Dan Happy got his head onto a cross from George Alakobi, but the ball went wide. Yeah, seventy-fifth minute. Then Josh Caroma came on for Jordan Maguire. Drew. Yeah, makes sense. Obviously, Rex Matarin. Let's throw Josh at him. Fifteen minutes or so someone who's
1: fresh can really run at their defence. But bear it in mind, we're one 0 up. We're taking an attacking player off and putting another attacking player on, that we're still going for something else. Oh, like make the I'll game like. even yeah. more safe, you know? Absolutely. It's impressive. So, 78th minute, uh, another negative from the game as Miles Judd
0: gets his second book in as he challenges Pike uh, and the referee dismisses him from the field. I haven't seen that back. I think Miles has to be a bit more clever there. Uh, he lunges in, and if he's going to lunge in already on a book in, he has to win it and he doesn't. Easy for the ref. Easy decision. Straight booking, two bookings make a red and he's going off.
1: Yeah, really poor and, to be quite frank, stupid challenge from Miles. Um, you're on a yellow card already so the last thing you should do is be lunging in on someone and even if you weren't on a yellow, you would be and you're giving the referee who, with all due respect at this league as we've seen, the refereeing standards are quite appalling. So you're giving these appalling referees the opportunity to make a terrible decision um, against you. So, you know, Just when you thought that Miles might use this opportunity to play his way back into the team, he's actually given Justin no decision to make at all. It's been made for him because now he's banned for, I don't know, what, one or three games? I think it's Um, one. Because it's two yellows, isn't it? So is that one? I think so. Um, So you think that actually... Uh, with Miles chomping at the bit to come back in. Um maybe slight naivety on his part, maybe he meant no harm to the guy. I'm sure Miles isn't that sort of guy. The guy standing on the edge of the field, you don't need to do that to him. I think Miles would be he's very... better than that. I, I think Miles would be very disappointed yeah.
0: in himself. But you know, young defender, he'll learn from it, he'll come back. He's had a very yeah. good season so far, so he can't be too critical cool of the bloke. He's done very well. Um since he's been in Orange. Show. Mm. I think it's probably the first time we he's can, made that we sort can sort of openly criticise him, to be fair, in three years. So Exactly. That's that 82nd minute then. Decent run from James Brophy, who done very well. Uh, get, sees him get the ball into Josh Coroma who shot very quickly, snapped at it, and the ball
1: sailed over the bar quite comfortably. He did indeed. 83rd minute, the final sub for the Ozers. Dale Gorman came on for James Brophy. Yeah, 85th minute, Josh
0: Coroma picked up a ball from a Dean Bro throw just inside uh, the Wrexham half, or just outside the Wrexham half. Really ran at the Wrexham defence with speed. We've seen him do that quite a lot. He's so fast and his control. Obviously, is developing done really well. Got into a shooting uh, position,
1: but his shot was wasteful and went very wide. Didn't get the keeper anything to work with there at all. Yeah, eighty-eight minutes on the clock. Then the dying minutes of the game. Wrexham have an effort as Pyle has uh, his f- sees his effort uh, go wide. Yeah, sorry, go wide.
0: Yeah, I mean, I was watching this, and I don't think Dean Broads had a save to make. They've all been like everything's either hit well. That one has hit the post, but nothing else has been on target. It's all been over, over wide. So yeah, um, you know, very easy.
1: Well, not easy day, but comfortable day. Yeah, for Deans. You, can, you, you know, if you haven't picked up by now that this really isn't that great a game of football. As I said at the start, it's not a game for the purists. It's not attack versus defense and defense versus attack. You know, and all this counter attacking. It, it's a bit. Well, we weren't there, but you know you, you yeah. can see from the highlights and and, and reading about uh, about it that it just wasn't that sort of game.
0: Yeah, four minutes of time were added, and in the ninety-second minute, Tollett shoots over for Wrexham as the O's defence backed off of him, and the final whistle follows shortly after as it's back to winning ways for the O's, who progress into the third round of the FA Trophy after their second win at the racecourse ground this season. So. A great result for us. We weren't at the game, but Dave Victor wasn't. He spoke to Justin Edinburgh after the match, and here's what Justin Edinburgh had to say.
2: Justin, Congratulations. you got back. Uh, can I start ticket? <laughs> yeah, you <can> so <laughs> He's out of breath. <laughs> I am. <laughs> I hey, this could be on bloopers. We might get 50 quid for this, hell. Don't, don't cut that out. <laughs> <laughs> we might this <laughs> in. We might get 50 quid, won't we, bloopers? Hey, Victor. <laughs> no, 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 no. Justin, thank you very much for joining us. And Justin, under your guidance, late night have always come back from defeat. We spoke about that uh, before the game. You know, we were disappointed in the in the scoreline last week. Um, and probably from the outside looking in, people were probably thinking that we made a lot of changes and and we perhaps. You know we're coming here with a weakened squad but we were totally the opposite to that and uh, come here with a real belief and um, a real good away performance and, a, and an excellent victory and it was achieved as you say with a, with a squad that showed the strength of that squad spoke about it again that um, you know them boys have had to wait and we're only as good as them boys that come into the group and uh, take people's places you know they were, they were in false changes as well you know we had to leave one or two behind with knocks and, and, and tight muscles so we didn't want to risk it but um, you know the, the boys that stepped in Alex Lawless you know uh, Matty Harold um, you know Jordan McGuire Drew hasn't played a lot of football um, so i really pleased with some real good performances but none better than for me was the young Jaden Sweeney coming on at left back and looking assured and quite incredible someone's only just turned 17 yeah, an excellent game but it was a forced change how is Marvin Eppetata? Uh we'll have to assess it it looks like it could be ligament damage um, but you know the good thing is he's getting he's, he's getting weight through it so he's, he's you know it's not as bad as we first thought but you know I think we'll be you know it would be weeks um, that, that's the first assessment injuries are adding up now yeah, aren't they they are and you know, I just spoke with Martin in there Martin Ling and you haven't had real many over the duration of the season and you know, when they come along they've all come along at once but that's what we've got the squad for I thought George and Van Happy again two players that haven't had a lot of football were, were quite immense there and a colossus the both of them at the back there you would have known that they haven't played much football this year I thought they were both excellent and James Brophy was excellent in the move that led to the penalty kick yeah I keep saying to pros, so I think for me on his days he's the best winger in this league and I think when he gets the penalty, that's what we need more of. You know, he's he sometimes, you know, is a little bit too unselfish. And I think he's got to be a bit more selfish and direct and, and cause more problems. Because when he when he goes at people, the only thing they can do is, is bring him down. So it was a great, great run. And uh, may Harold pleased that he dispatched the penalty. Took it well, didn't he? Yeah, he did. You know, it's one of those you're so used to McCauley stepping up and uh, dispatching them that you know, Matt had every confidence in him, picked it up, and was assured and, and dispatched it excellently. Big afternoon for Miles Joe, Bill will be disappointed with that second yellow. Disappointed with Miles, you know. I think since I've been in charge, I, I would expect them performances from last year. A bit reckless, a bit you know, uh, gun ho. He's improved a hell of a lot, but today was was a performance that he played for himself, and that disappointed me. So unfortunately, you know, we, we've lost him for a game, and, it, and he may have cost his team, but they held on for him. You know what it's like with social media these days. You get the team sheet out, and supporters ask questions. One of the questions a number was asking was Sam Sargent, another game that he didn't play. Um, I don't think it's nothing to respect for. I just feel Dean needs to play. I think Dean, um, as a goalkeeper, doesn't want to miss games. Um, he's been restricted with his training of late, so we need to keep playing him. And you know, when you make so many changes, I think it would be. A little bit more difficult for Sam as well to come into to a team where he's had, you know, near enough a new back four uh, and, and others around him. And I think with Dean's experience and presence, it, it, it gives that assurance to, to the back line. And they're also asking about new signings. Well, we always are, and we're trying. I've always said, Dave, though, that, you know, I, I'm mindful that whoever comes in has got to be better than what we've got. And um, that's not easy when you're sitting top of the league. Just come to Wrexham and, and won away in a trophy and gone through to the next round so we're working tirelessly we know we need reinforcements but they have to be the right ones and one of the most important signings was your own and you've extended your contract yeah it was an easy decision um You know, I've been delighted with my time here, Uh, loving every minute. Um, I'm grateful to my backroom staff, the players, the fans. You know, there's been one or two opportunities that I could have gone and spoke to other teams, but uh, it hasn't turned my head. I'm I'm so happy here and I'm I'm loving my work and just looking forward to the next couple of years and trying to continue what we started. 105 fans here? Quite remarkable, really. You know, they could have stayed at home, but they certainly didn't. And uh, we've sent them home happy again. Finally, for me, the FA Trophy, it means more games, doesn't it? It means that Barrow is now going to be a a Tuesday night. And if you were to progress to the semi-final, it means two games, possibly just before either the playoffs or a promotion push. I, I understand that, but we're equipped for that. We've got the squad to deal with that. And, you know, you can't be choose when you want to win football matches. It's got to be a mentality, which that group has got and um, fully deserved. And we look forward to the draw on Monday. Thanks, Justin. Thank you. That was
0: a very, very detailed post-match interview there. Uh, Eventually, when it got going. From Justin Edinburgh. And well done to Dave Victor for keeping the blooper <laughs> in there. Um, so well done, Dave. Well done, Justin. And some great points raised there by Justin. So your views on yesterday's match? Mr
1: yeah, I, th- I think, as I said, when the uh, tie was originally made, it's the toughest tie that we could have hoped for. So obviously delighted that we've won this game, and it proves we have good strength uh, in the team as well. Hard game um, that we, you know, that, that that was only won marginally by you know by one goal um, that turned out to be a penalty. So um, ha- you know that coupled with the fact that we went down to ten men um, and and still held our lead says a lot about what we have, um, you know, in, in in the whole squad. So. Um, as I mentioned earlier, I thought Juddy was, was foolish to make the tackle, you know, that he made to get himself a second yellow and then ultimately the red, and he'll be uh, sort of quite disappointed with himself. I'm not sure that he'll do that again uh, in such a hurry. And as you heard Justin say there, you know, he, he didn't feel that his mentality or attitude was completely on point on what he would expect. So, um, hopefully, that uh, that's dealt with uh, and we move on. We're in the hat for the next round and we are a step closer to going to Wembley. Yeah, for me, good win. Yeah, Ox- to the next round we go. No surprises in Justin's
0: lineup, and the strength of this team shows how strong the squad is. I would say uh, losing Marvin is a big blow, so we will have to see how long uh, he'll be out for. I presume there'll mm-hmm. be an official on that this week. I mm-hmm. would have thought so. Uh, but you know, it's time for Dan Happy and Big George Alcoby to step up. That's what I'm in, the, in the squad for. Yeah. And I've got no doubts that they're. You know, I'm not sitting here going. I, I'm, I'm fearful because I think them two can both step in, both good centre backs. Um, and so yeah we'll see how it goes Um, another clean sheet for Dean Brill which is only a good thing I mean Brill is racking up the clean sheets Um, and a nice penalty from Matt Howard which will be good for his confidence so the treble
1: is still alive yes (laughs) it's really amazing what do you think about Sam Sargent not being chosen ahead of Dean Brill you heard what Justin had to say what do you think I get it to be fair I get it keeping clean sheets it's a new defence he'd run his first in keeper at
0: the back but if I were Sam Sargent, I'd be asking questions, if I'm honest. Because every other position has been rotated. And someone who we haven't mentioned at all, Charlie Granger. Not He's not in contention at all, is he? He's not even close. spoken about on the podcast for the last three or four months. I'd, I'd be, well, see what happens with Charlie and Sam in the summer. Mm. But I think Justin, you know, tells you all you need to know there. And the fact that also Dean Brill played every game in 2018 as well. Is Sargent that hasn't played the first team game now what,
1: 13, 14 months. Interesting. Yeah, very interesting. Interesting. Very interesting. So those were our views. There was a huge amount of feedback after this match, as you can imagine. So thanks to everybody for sending your views uh, into our social media accounts. And again, we do try and read out as many as we possibly can. But just because we read them doesn't necessarily mean uh, that we agree with them, but two that we do agree with. First up is ninety seven. that's Jordan Maguire, Drew's Twitter account, he says, great one nil win, the boys and the fans were class, on to the next round, safe journey home to the travelling fans as well. Yeah, Matt Porter uh, tweeted, well done, especially to two sets of people today, the
0: players who came into the side and delivered with a win and a clean sheet, and 105 <coughs> O's fans who travelled all the way an FA Trophy match and he finished the tweet by saying a safe trip home to all and obviously those were tweets into at Orient Outlook but these tweets
1: they weren't those ones that I pinched off Twitter yeah. these tweets though all were they absolutely were Jagsy1979 said always good to progress in the cup but with Judd's pending suspension and Marv's injury you can't help but wonder how much that will cost us at the end. The league must be a priority. Good point there Victor about um the semi being two legs as well. So
0: oh, right. that's okay. a that's a big it becomes a very big tournament. And then the further you get the more games start getting rearranged. Great point. There. To the FN FN business FN end of, of the season when you're doing the promotion pushes, right? Yeah absolutely yeah, Baz out seventy three says job done. Good ninety minutes for Happy, Elikobi, Lawless and the two strikers keeps the match fitness up for the fringe players Although we'll probably get Salford in the next round. Do you know what? Wouldn't it be a bad thing if we did, either we go out at this stage or we knock Salford
1: out, and we go, right, we're not Salford out, and we're going to make some
0: out. Have it. Win it.
1: Yeah, absolutely. If you're going to win it, win it the hard way. and It yeah. makes it more rewarding, doesn't absolutely. it? Satisfying. Stephen Orient said, Judd will always be a risk of a sen- at risk of a sen- be a- sorry, at risk of ascending off as he can be a bit reckless. Hope Big Marv is okay. Of course, there is now a negative for the O's fans with a trip to Barrow now going to be a midweek game. Yeah, good point. Walco 300 keeps it short and sweet.
0: So There's a great confidence booster after last weekend. And that's totally, totally right. Get back to winning ways. Get
1: that sort of defeat out of our system. We move on now and look forward to the next game. Absolutely. our Manders said, Wrexham robbed of a penalty. Orient's penalty was soft. The squad players in both teams didn't impress. Poor game, but through to the next round. The stream quality was okay. Yeah, good feedback there from the stream. Magic underscore Johns shows still how desperate we are for a striker who
0: can push Bon and Karoma. In the first half, the passing and our touch was dire, but good to get through without a replay. Dan Happy is another Marvin just waiting for his big chance with Big George
1: and those three youngsters next to him led them all hashtag chop. Which is a George and ronsampson uh, <laughs> hashtag. Ron Sampson fifteen said disaster. Mars injury could cost us dearly and Judge Red Card will enable Ling to stay in the team another three games. A win in a Mickey Mouse competition is scant reward for those losses. Oh, it's Ron Sampson not happy uh, no with the FA trophy. Absolutely not. And Matty L O C Evans, great result, we move on. Yeah.
0: Hopefully we'll get a smaller team in the next round. Job done. Yeah. So a lot of play a lot of fans want to go to like Smaller clubs I've never been to before. I'm all for the big clubs, mate. Bring on the big clubs, let's knock
1: them out, let's do it. Well, let's get, why doesn't someone else knock them out and then we get these smaller in the next, and then we go through and win anyway. El Cavado said, I'd say that's quite a good day at the office. We've given some players some much needed rest and in other cases, some much needed minutes. Hopefully, Big Marv was bought off as a precaution and nothing too serious. League is a priority, but I do love a good cup, Yeah, run. me too. Alan Reeves too says the result has to be a positive. All the other top teams won
0: as well. Why not go for a trophy and a promotion? Probably need a couple of players to come in now. But winning breeds winning, regardless of the competition. And I hope we win the London Cup as well. I like that,
1: winning breeds winning. Yeah, because it, it does. absolutely does. Yeah, yeah. Confidence. M- confidence. Confidence, as a state of mind. Down underscore underscore South said, why wasn't Sam Sargent given a game? If Brewer ever gets injured, the experience could be invaluable. Which is a really good point, Gary. Thanks for that. Great point at Orient Electric. says so a good result, good minutes for French players bad morph picked up an
0: injury and alibi it's just not working out for him here, is it
1: question well that. i don't know i mean i think it's it's a it's a team effort um you know he played his part held the ball up and made his runs and and did what he needed to do so and defended well as well so you know, it, it's not just about scoring goals in a in a, in, in, in a team game. Alan Gollage, listening to Dulcet David, sounded as though we controlled the game well, seemed to be rapidly running out of defenders, but Joe Whitteson can play central defence, and with Sweeney coming on well, this could be a backup option. Good point. Very good point. Good point, Tommy Atkinson6 is
0: very pleased to progress, especially at a top National League team. More pleased for the players
1: who got the minutes today and will have taken confidence in winning and getting this job done. Orient Ballbag said, the reaction we all wanted. Winning is a habit, so they say. Great to get much needed game time into the players who haven't had many minutes. Hopefully, Marv will be okay. And are we still light up top? Another striker needed, I think. Good point. So if anyone comes in,
0: Oxfooch says, if winning is a good habit to have, then losing is probably the opposite. Another important part of today's result is that Wrexham have now lost four on the trot. Mm. That's going to add pressure on them and undermine their confidence. So we talked about obviously winning and getting back into winning ways. Rex lost four on the trot. Their manager left what about a month ago, a month and a half ago. Big... Big time for Wrexham at the moment. Wrexham fade done exactly the same last season where they faded in the second half of the season. Didn't even make the playoffs after running yeah. away with it. So And they've like, signed four players. Could
1: history be repeating itself again, yeah. Yeah, Good so it doesn't seem to have uh, had that bounce that they would have uh, potentially expected. Big TB47 said, for concede five at Wrexham, then put three past us and then we win away at the race course. As a famous old Cockney Jr. said, it's a funny old game, it's a funny old game. It yeah. really is.
0: George Nicholas underscore one says the double is on a winner weight wrexham, no matter how it comes about. It's brilliant. Very proud of the
1: team and the lads who came in today. They did the O's fans proud. And the final word this week goes to Super George Sessions, who says, an outstanding result, especially with no Corson, Clay, Mackinough or Bond Ekpateta and Coroma hardly played either so it goes to show how strong Orient's depth really is the double is still on hashtag come on you owes but actually it is you're right the treble with the Essex senior yeah, uh, London senior cut rather it's yeah. all about the treble now so let us know if you agree or disagree with any of those tweets we read out
0: so give us a tweet at Orient e- Outlook. Outlook no we're give- Orient Outlook <laughs> <laughs> give us an email uh, or in Outlook at Outlook.com. You can get in contact on Facebook at our own Outlook Podcast. Or even on Instagram at Orion underscore Outlook underscore
1: Podcast. We are indeed everywhere. Prediction League now, so we run that every uh, every game. Um, so well done to Steve Chaplin, London, Gary W, Matty, Lofc Evans, iheartrushmore Rushmore, Sean underscore River, at nice shot, nice shot Steve, Brit Lion Devises. Dev, sorry if I've mispronounced that, Jamie PD, LOFC, and Tobias Lamptey, who all correctly predicted 1 0, and therefore you get three points.
0: Yes, yeah, so that means the top of the British and League is as follows. So Mark Shepherd underscore 79 stays at the top of 26 points, Barry Twin stays in second on 23 points, and on 21 points in joint third, Brit Lion Devices climbs up the league. Uh, with pills, the dome Man and Rob MCC sixty eight. So thanks for all your predictions yesterday. There were still many, many, even though it was the FA Trophy. So bring them on. It's a very tight at the top. It's going to take about forty points to win this year's prediction league. And I think Bull Johnson underscore UK who won last year finished on twenty eight, and twenty eight would not win you the league this season. I definitely right because marks very on twenty six. Yeah, it's yeah. been some fantastic predictions this season. So moving on into today. Sunday the 13th of January and the O's dominate the front cover with the non-league paper running with the headline Sebo Maka is staying with boss Edinburgh with quotes taken from McCauley's agent. So for me, uh, Maka, the Maka future rears its head again out of nothing really. I think, you know, I've said it before I think on the pod, I think we'll end up losing McCauley Bond in the summer to a bigger club regardless of whether we get promoted or not and to be fair, Maka deserves his chance at a higher level Based on what he scored last season, he's going to easily get to over 20 goals, barring something horrific this season. But as long as we get a decent fee for him in the summer, which I think we will, um, you're going to have to say, fair play, you deserve your chance. and that's that. Sur- But I'd be surprised if he moved in January. Yeah, I,
1: I, I can't see him moving in January. I think Nigel and Kent uh, and the club in general are in a position to say, actually, you know what? You know, I don't think McCauley wants to leave at the moment he's done half a job here for us this season I think that he's the kind of guy that will actually want to stay and see it out um, whether he moves or not in the summer is another story but certainly for January I don't think he will and I, I feel this whole thing is quite bizarre that his agent would do such a thing or someone set, set it up or, or the league paper have made a story out of nothing I, I don't quite understand I think it's really strange if Bond's happier or why would his agent do that but I fully accept that yeah, come June, July, he might he might deserve to go somewhere else. You know, hitting the twenty, the magic twenty plus mark each season twice on the shot, on the on the trot, sorry, yeah. shows that he's consistent. But that consistency is bred by who's behind him and who's supplying him. So it's not just about Bon, it's about the wingers, it's about the midfielders, about the defence. So, you know, you could argue that if he went to a another club, whoever that may be, and I genuinely don't think it will be a top five championship club
0: no I mean I think the article mentioned there were five premiership clubs watching him they also mentioned there were five there were a couple of championship clubs um, but a bit of of timing as well like you said if he'd been talking to another club and he turned them down and then that comes out you go okay fair enough he wants to stay but as far as we know there have been no bids for him uh, and he's not been talking to other clubs so for that story to even come out just seems a bit of an odd timing Yeah, them to run that so we got a lot of tweets uh, off the back of it so it was a busy Sunday morning uh, as we woke up so LOFC1881 says sorry but to me this looks like the biggest advert going
1: for his (sighs) services it really does it really does and the next tweet from Smokos actually says it all front page tick age tick goals tick agent contact tick price tick potential buyers tick January tick and quote going nowhere tick Come and get me? Question mark. And for me, that sums it all up. It, that is an advert that has been not very cleverly placed front page of the non-league paper. I mean, yeah. What, what, else, did, the, what do else do you need yes. to say about that? Yes, they haven't spoken to McCallie directly. It's McCauley's agent. It's so very agent, important to yeah. point out. This isn't McCauley and to it isn't That's
0: poor behaviour.
1: Poor behaviour from the agent. That's what they really want. poor. That's what an agents pay to do. Essentially. Well, yeah. he doesn't need to because people will come knocking for him. He doesn't have to put the advert out there. Yeah, that's like advertising for something when you don't need to. That's like Apple don't really need to advertise, but they do because they just get their name out there. Bond doesn't need to do that, yeah. or his agent, for example, doesn't need to do that. So is the agent inexperienced? Is the agent a bit of a wrong
0: that, that agent knows exactly what he's doing, mate. Trust wow. me. Pandemonium, 1881. i having a word if I was Macaulay. Makes another interesting point. He says, This is interesting as per usual. The agent says, Widespread
1: interest. Edinburgh has said, no contact from anyone. Yeah, but the two are mutually exclusive, because there is widespread interest according to certain outlets. But actually, there hasn't been contact from anyone. Yeah. Now, it could be that clubs have approached his agent, but his agent would and should tell LOFC. I agree with you there. Matt Tolson, 14, said, How the hell are some fans looking at this and basically saying he will be leaving? Get a grip. Paul
0: Stokes 39, agrees with some of the early tweets. He He says, This is 100% categorically an advert to clubs to chase harder for him. Of course he would like to leave and sign for a bigger
1: club in the top two divisions.
0: What footballer wouldn't? I'd do it in a heartbeat.
1: Yeah, George Girk said, we all know keeping Bond, even if we go up, is going to be a big ask, as his record for us will convince someone from the Championship to take a punt on him. He seems very happy with us and probably wants to see this season through, though if we keep him in the summer, I will be surprised. Yeah, so that got a lot so of
0: engagement. Yeah. Yeah. So let us know how you feel about McCauley Bond's future at Orient Outlook, and obviously, we mentioned all of our contact details earlier in the pod. And in the afternoon, the ladies' team were in action and they secured their first win of the year after beating Luton Town Ladies 3 0 at Mile End Stadium. I think Luton Town were top of the league uh, going into this game. So Orient took the lead on 21 minutes when Sophie Le effort hit the post before Luton's Grace Stewart diverted the ball into the net with an attempted clearance to make it 1 0 to the O's. There you go. Sounds like a great finish on the stroke of half time. Chloe Mcnee, well, that's a new name, not a doubt before, doubled the O's lead with a superb effort from inside her own half, which gave Orient a 2 go cushion at the break from inside her own half. Yeah,
1: amazing. That is that sounds absolutely. As you've read that back, I didn't clock that the first time, yeah, but that sounds absolutely outstanding. I'd like to see the video I'd like of that. i like to see the video yeah, of that as well. Levin yeah, fought
0: hard, but Orient secured the game with a third goal in the 65 minutes as Camila. Pescator fired a fierce strike from the right side of the box to get her first goal for the club. So, from us, well one unto the ladies. Yeah, massive thank you to Sam for sending over his match report so quickly after the match finished. Yeah,
1: absolutely. Much appreciated, as always. So, let's wrap this up then. Um, we're, what, 50 minutes now, so keep this under the hour. Fantasy football Sam Massingham is leading the Orient Outlook podcast, Fantasy Football League with James Petrell. Just three points behind him. Steve's moved up to 41st and Paul, me, sorry, I've moved up to 38 out of 195 players. Uh, this hasn't taken into account today's games uh, as fantasy football is very, very slow to update. There is a game tomorrow too, that's Man City Wolves. So again, it is subject to further change. I've got two players playing tonight. You have? someone's been looking at my Someone team has <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> so Dream Team update so no change at the top of our Dream Team league as at the moment Jay Lillington leads with I Rocking Back in second place I'm in free 4 I absolutely am in 20th place in this I think it was because you were, like, weeks third ago. or
1: something at one point yeah
0: Paul not far behind me now in 29th place out of 112 players but still a game to play tomorrow night as we've alluded to so it could all
1: change again Dream Team updates live is much better in terms mm-hmm. of the platform so mm-hmm. All to play for. Absolutely. So positives and negatives this week. So we're third. Uh, we're in the third round of the FA Trophy. Trouble. So that's great. Still on. Still on. Still yeah. Good run out for the squad players against Wrexham. Don't think they did themselves, except one, did themselves any uh, disservice there. Absolutely. Uh, and a clean sheet for those uh, for those as well. So yeah, great so stuff. Negatives
0: of the week. So first of all, losing Josh Coulson for several weeks will be a big, big blow for the club. And if that wasn't enough. Second negative, losing Marvin Ekpateta. So, ligament damage. We don't know how long he'll be out for at the moment, but we're hoping, fingers crossed, it won't be for too long. Although Justin said in his post match earlier that it looks like weeks. So, hopefully, it will be less weeks than more weeks. Uh, and finally, uh, last negative, probably unsurprisingly, <coughs> the red card from Miles Judd. So, yeah. three positives, three negatives to perfectly balance that out.
1: Yep, so Hero of the Week this week. So it's Heroes of the Week uh, this week. Um, No, uh, might not surprise many people, but we are going to give it to the 105 fans who travel all out to Rex. Amazing. Well done to you all. Absolutely. So next week's fixtures in. So it's back to
0: National League action for the O's as we make the short journey-ish to Ebbsfleet. It's Um, very short from Stratford. It's 10 minutes on the train. Yeah, so get yourself down there if you can. That's on Saturday, the 19th of January. So Ebbsfleet had the week off. They didn't play yesterday as they were knocked out of the last round of the FA Trophy. So Ebbsfleet currently sitting ninth in the National League. They're just three points off the playoff places and what will be a very tough match. it be interesting to see if a certain young Ebu Adams plays against us. So if you're going, have a safe journey, and why not tweet us on your way to the match, during the match,
1: or after the match. Yeah, and Ian Hendon's there as well, so say Constance hello is. to him. And all... And yeah, the draw for the third round of the FA Trophy takes place on Monday the 14th as well. That's 12.15 live on Talk Sport and the tie to be played on Saturday the 2nd of February. So keep your eyes and ears open on our social media accounts. And if I haven't got a meeting, I'll be listening uh, to that and I'll try and yeah. tweet. Uh, as soon as that has been announced. So that is it. Thank you very much indeed for joining us uh, for episode 167. A bit shorter than last week's show, um, but uh, sadly Danny wasn't... Uh, you know, we can't keep him here. Um, so, uh, hopefully, uh, hopefully he'll come back and see us soon. So, it's been a really busy week at the O's with some bad news, but equally some good news as well. Uh, on the bad side, we know Josh Coulson will now be out for several weeks due to the injury that he sustained against Salford last weekend. And in addition to this, Marvin eck has also been excellent this season, picked up a ligament injury with the extent of his absence not yet known. But on the positive side, on the pitch, we got back to winning ways with the win against Wrexham, which puts us in the draw for the FA Trophy third round. And we're all delighted with the news that Justin Edinburgh signed a contract extension at the club. Yep, so we'll be back with episode
0: 168 as we hurdle towards the 200 number next week with all the information and views that you could ever need. So if you're listening on iTunes, please subscribe, give the podcast a review. And if you're listening on SoundCloud, TuneIn, Stitcher, add us to your favourites, and that way you'll have all the podcasts available as soon as we upload them. We're also now on Spotify. Subscribe Um, to that. Subscribe to Spotify. Give us a follow on Spotify. We're on Google, Alexa's, Amazon Echo's, any smart device that you want to shout at, just shout or an Outlook
1: at it. Um, And that way, you can listen to the pods live on the move. absolutely and speaking of that if you've got someone who isn't um, particularly tech savvy or can't be for whatever reason uh, giving you a challenge as, uh, as a listener to pass on the pod Nick that from uh, make no shame about it I think it's a good <laughs> idea from the Peter Crouch podcast which was uh, which was quite enjoyable so help somebody or introduce the podcast to somebody who's looking for you know lower league football to be reviewed and stuff that's going on at a club that's doing great things at the moment we'd appreciate it and don't Forget to give us that iTunes review as we already mentioned. So final plug for us we still have a few limited
0: Orient Outlook podcast mugs left, only a fiver. You can pick them up at any home game. Give us a DM or give us an email and we will deliver to you at any home game. Additionally, if you don't live near the ground or don't get too many matches, we can post them out to you for £3 postage. That's still only £8 for your favourite podcasts, only piece of merchandise available being a mug. Although we do have badges, so badges are still on sale for £2. So if you do want any of our merchandise, please get in contact. Yeah, and we'll be happy to sell it on. So that's it. That is it. Yeah. Thank you
1: very much indeed for listening, everybody, look and forward uh, to hearing from you. Yeah,
0: but as always, keep calm, have a great week, and listen to the Orion Outlook podcast. Up the O's.